at the end of the day, when you're selling on eBay, the goal is to get rid of this crap. It's not to like become a hoarder and not to keep stuff because these this is your product. Your goal is to make money. Your goal is not to just save stuff and have souvenirs around here. You're listening to the Winning to Wealth podcast, where you'll hear real stories from real people who are on the path to building real wealth. These stories will show you how to earn more money, pay off debt, start investing, and make better money choices so you can build wealth for your future. Now, here's your host, Michael Lacey. What's up? What's up? What's up, teammates? Welcome to episode 25 of the Winning to Wealth podcast. This is actually week two of our side hustle series. And today I'm joined by Jason Butler of MyMoneyChronicles.com. Now, Jason's side hustle is reselling items on sites like eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, Facebook Marketplace, you name it. And this can be a great side hustle for those of you that are looking to make some more money because it's pretty simple to get started with and starting doesn't necessarily require a ton of money. Now, I know things are a little crazy right now with COVID-19 affecting so much. So I do want to let you guys know that this series is not my way of telling you to get up, get out, start hustling, do all this stuff. Listen, if you're in a good space mentally, physically, spiritually, all that, and you want to give these side hustles a shot, go for it. But I do know that a lot of you have way more important things to think about than a side hustle at this time. However, once things kind of start returning back to normal, I definitely believe that this eBay reseller side hustle is a great way to make some additional income, which is why I wanted to bring Jason on. Now, in this episode, Jason mentions a few tools and things that are going to help you get started should you want to try your hand at becoming a reseller. So for a lot of the stuff that Jason mentions and to find how you can connect with Jason, I want you to head over to the show notes page, which you can find in the episode description or at winningtowealth.com slash episode 25. But let's jump right into this interview with Mr. Jason Butler. So Jason, man, I'm excited to have you here today to talk a little bit more about your side hustle, the, the eBay side hustle, man. I'm, I'm excited to learn more about it for myself. I'm excited for the listeners to learn more about it. But I do want to kind of start back at the beginning of the journey. I mean, what was your first side hustle that you ever had? I've been doing side hustle since middle school. My first side hustle that I had was selling calendars. Me and my siblings, we actually created our own calendar and attempted to sell them. Uh, my brother sold one, my sister sold zero, and I sold about five. And for being for somebody being 13 or 14 years old, that was pretty cool, man. That was, that was pretty cool. Like literally the calendars, when I look back now, they were horrible. But the fact that I sold five of them, it actually got me motivated and it got me, got me, got that entrepreneur um, spirit burning in me. So it's been on and popping ever since then when it comes to side hustles. So let's go to that. I mean, what was the motivation for y'all selling calendars? How did y'all come up with that idea? Okay. This was probably like 1995 and 96. And I can't remember exactly why, but I know I just wanted to make some extra money because I wasn't able to get a job then. And I just know I just wanted to try something, just try to make some money. And I can't remember exactly how the idea for calendars came, but my mother, she used to work at an elementary school. So she basically had um, access to a printer. So she was able to print them out for us for us for free. And from there, we attempted to sell them. And 
that was successful. <laughs> yeah. So what did you learn about making money from that first experience? Uh, from that first experience, I learned that if you have a product that people semi-like or maybe even more to semi-like, or if you can sell it to them, they'll purchase it. Let's fast forward to today's times, right? So like, how did you come to the re- realization that you needed or even just wanted to start a side hustle when you were about to start this eBay thing? And it's it's crazy. Like I've been doing side hustles like since I've been an adult ever since college. And we'll fast forward to about five years ago when I got serious about trying to pay off my um, debt. At the time, I had about $72,000 worth of debt and my full time job wasn't cutting it at all. I realized that I needed to make some more money. So I tried all types of stuff. Um, I started a blog, My Money Chronicles, back in 2013. I got serious about it in 2015. And at the time, the site was called The Butler Journal. During the first two, the first two years of the website, it sucked. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't making any kind of money from it. So I still stayed blogging, but I tried to figure out some other ways to make money. So I tried freelancing and then I started selling things on eBay. Like I had, I had, I've been dibbing and dabbing with eBay since 2009 as a seller, but I actually was a buyer like in college before then. I started selling stuff like, like basketball shoes, sports jerseys. And what got me hooked was when I sold a Dwayne Wade jersey. I found it in the Salvation Army thrift store for $3 and I listed it online and it sold for $45. And literally that was like maybe like four or five days later. That was a $42 profit. And ever since then, I've been hooked. And for the last three years, I've slowly gotten more involved with it. I opened the store in 2018 and my store actually has about 250 items in it right now. Wow. Okay. So let's break this down because you gave us a lot to work with right there. So <laughs> let me let me start with this question. So we know about eBay. Do you use any other platforms like Facebook Marketplace, OfferUp, any of that stuff? Yep. I actually have items on seven different platforms at the moment besides eBay, Facebook Marketplace, Macari, LetGo, OfferUp, Craigslist, um, Poshmark, and I'm missing one, Bonanza. Yep. So I have them on seven different seven different platforms. Okay, so what's the reason for that instead of just like owning one of them to kind of spread yourself out a little bit? What's the benefit for that? The benefit is that um having having your basically cross posting your items on different platforms allows you to sell more things because more eyes are on there. And believe it or not, it's not that hard because majority of the time with these other platforms, I'm just copying and pasting everything from eBay to the other sites. Now I I promote my eBay stuff. And also with Poshmark, you have to share items. But for the other platforms, the items are just there. Like they, 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 you either have to restart them every 30 days or they restart on their own every 30 days. So it's not as hard as some people. It's not as much work as some people may think it is. And also, let's just say, for example, out of the 250 items that I have on eBay, only 30 or 40 of them are on let go or offer up. So everything is not on every platform, but just certain items. Okay. So you said you have about 250 items. So I want to know, how do you research these items to know what will sell and what won't sell? It's crazy. Like when I first started um, selling on eBay, I literally just went with what I knew. I knew Jordans was going to sell. I knew jerseys was going to sell because like I'm a big sports person. Um, We done talked about it before. Because I know you're a Cowboys fan and stuff like that, and I'm a Falcons <laughs> fan, and both of our teams did not do too good last year. So, 
But it's crazy. Like now what I do, like I'm in a couple of Facebook groups. And since I've been doing it for a while, I know what to look for. But let's just say if I was just started, let's say I went to a thrift store and found a, a brand new board game. Let's just say the name of this game is like Clue or something like that. I would I would grab the game and I would scan it with the eBay app. The eBay app has a feature where you can see um, how much items are currently selling for and or how much items, how, how much the um, people have the items listed for. And then you can see how much the item previously sold for within like the last 30 to 60 days. And that's that's what I do with a lot of my items. I just go to the eBay, go to the eBay app and just type it in and just look at the past sales. Wow. OK, so you get a lot of data from just the platform. So on a scale mm -hmm. of one to 10, how good do the items have to be condition wise for them to sell in a reasonable time frame? It depends. Um, I've had some Jordans that were like in fours or fives, like literally they, they were horrible, but somebody wanted to buy them and restore them. So literally they might have been sitting for like four or five days. And they were gone and they, the shoes were trash and I didn't even clean them up at the time. Wow. <laughs> and then and it's crazy. Like not to mention with sports bobbleheads. I sold broken bobbleheads. I've sold bobbleheads where the head has fallen off before. So it just depends on the item. So, so with that, I mean, with a broken item or with a busted item, like again, how do you know that it's worth it to take that chance? So you don't get stuck with that item. I will say that. Jordans. Jordans always will sell. Between Jordans, like the numbers one through 12, those are like the, the best sellers when it comes to shoes. They could be busted up, dirty, and they will sell. In most cases, they will sell within a month. Like seriously, especially if they're like the correct sizes too. Like adult sizes, like seven or higher. I know also when it comes to like the bobbleheads, if it's a great player, let's just say somebody like Deion Sanders. Say it was the Deion Sanders bobblehead that was broken and it's like a rare model or something like that. It's somebody's it's, it's going to sell because there are so many people that know how to refurbish and fix items out there. Like you'll be surprised. So then when it's time to, to price these items, like, I mean, obviously, you know, you probably don't want to be the most expensive, but you really don't want to sell yourself short either. So how do you know how to price the items? Does that come from the research that you did up front with, you know, scanning the items and all that, or is it just kind of some formula that you have yourself? It's a combination of both. Um, majority is research. Just like, for example, let's say, let's say we had a pair of Air Jordan 4s that sold for $100. Say I had, say I found a pair in the thrift store. They might've been dirty. might've had a couple of scuff marks on there as well. Same exact shoe recently sold for $100. I would list the shoe somewhere between $80 to $100. Just basing off of um that data that I saw from the previous sales, and nine times out of ten it will probably sell. Now, when it comes to other items, my goal is to try to make at least three to four times as much money because it's very easy to make double. But I'm in the process of paying off like currently sixty one thousand left to go with my debt, so I'm trying to make as much money as possible. So I try to at least get three to four times as much for majority of my items. Now, in some cases. I lower the, like when things don't sell, I lower prices. And as long as I at least still make some kind of money off of it, I'm happy. Okay. So, you know, you, you have 250 items. So how do you store these items? Like, I, that's just a question I have. Like, you, you know, you have 250 things, shoes, jerseys, bobbleheads, board games, all this <laughs> stuff. Like, where does all this stuff go when you get it? 
man. It's a, it's a crazy question. I should have turned the camera on for this one. Man, I have in my living room, I'm looking at about 200 of the items right now. I have a um, shelf with a lot of the bobbleheads and some glasses and some board games on it. I have two bins right in front of me with all the jerseys and sweaters. And I also have board games in the back, some records on the side. So I have majority of the stuff in my living room. And it's it's like I've went on a shopping spree. Well, yeah, went on a shopping spree lately and got a lot of free items, too. So my my living room is full of stuff. OK, Jason, listen, I got to be real with you, man. My wife, she's not going for that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, no, like, I, have, I got I got a girl. But we like we're not married or nothing yet. So she got her apartment, I got mine. So we, we good on that note. <laughs> so okay, so but but for somebody in my position, like what's something that we can do where like maybe we don't have a ton of space at the house, like to store that many items, but this is something that like somebody listening, like they're like, Man, I, I feel like I could do this, you know? What what do you think we could do in terms of, of storing items? Okay, we got I got I have two options for well, two options for you. The first option would be to like maybe find like a little closet or something like that that you have and try to get like a couple of those plastic bins from the store and put some things in there. Um, if you know you're not going to be selling too much right now, don't go, don't go too crazy. Like just try to get maybe 20 or 30 items, get them in, list them, sell them, and then start it again. But the second and probably most feasible thing would be to get a small storage unit because I know a lot of sellers have a storage unit. And honestly, depending on how things go within this next year, I may end up being one of those persons that need to grab a storage unit too. So you have 250 items. So on average, let's say, I mean, it's just like an averaging, like it's not Jordan's or it's not like some hot item, but it's not something that's just going to sit on the shelf for a year. On average, how long does it take for something to sell? And it's crazy. I actually did the, I actually did the numbers for this in December from like the last 50 items that I did. If it's a newer item, well, I'll, I'll tell you both of my answers. The first answer to basically answer your question, if it's a newer type item, it usually takes about three months to sell. Now, I literally went through all of my stuff in December. I had, let's see, about 20 items that have been in my store for like longer than two years. So I priced, I, I, I cut everything down. And then I looked at the last 50 sales. Out of those last 50 sales, the average selling time was seven and a half to eight months which was way too long. So that's why I've been trying to get a whole lot of old stuff out. And it's actually been working. Like right now, when it comes to like the newer items, I'm getting the stuff in and out like within a couple of weeks. Like I literally posted a record last night at about 7 p.m. The record had sold by 7.45 p.m. So I'm just working on trying to get my flips as quick as that. Okay. So tell me, I mean, again, kind of go a little deeper into what you do with specifically with an item that you've had for a year, two years, something like that. Like what are some things that you can do to get that item sold quickly? And I can tell you exactly what I did for for like four or five of the things um, in, in late December. The first thing I did, I took more pictures. Um, the pictures that I had before, they were good pictures, but they couldn't be too good because I had the item for over two and a half years. So I took 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 the pictures, made sure I had a lot more light, had a better background, took different angles. I made sure that I instead of having like maybe five or six pictures, I made sure that I put it put 12 because that's the most amount of pictures that you can put on eBay. Twelve. I made sure I had 12 pictures for each of those items. I switched the title around, made sure that I included a couple couple like nice keywords in that title. I lowered the price. I still made it 
where I could at least make at least two times as much money for it, but I lowered the price. And then I also made sure that if somebody did send me an offer, I accepted the offer as long as it may, if even if the profit was a dollar, I accepted the offer because at the end of the day, when you're selling on eBay, the goal is to get rid of this crap. It's not to like become a hoarder, not to keep stuff because these, this is your product. Your goal is to make money. Your goal is not to just save stuff and have souvenirs around here. So that, that was something that I did. And then I also updated the description of each item as well. I made sure like if I had maybe like a couple sentences, I would change the whole description around, add measurements, um, make sure that I would tell people if they have any questions, contact me. And then last but not least, I would pin some of the items on my eBay Pinterest board and also share them on Twitter. Okay. So one thing you touched on right there was the description and the photos. Just how important is that description and the keywords and all that stuff? And like, how did you learn how to do that the right way? Man, it's 100%. It's one of the biggest things that you have to do when it comes to selling on eBay. And I learned from failures, um, like literally, literally had some items where I probably could have made a lot more money from. But I didn't have the best descriptions, didn't have the best pictures. So when I was a young rookie, when it comes to eBay, I was just happy to get rid of some stuff. Just like, for example, I'll never forget this. I sold a Bryant Big Country Reeves Vancouver Grizzlies basketball jersey for $100. This jersey sold in three minutes. At the time, I was happy, but then I realized something. Crap, if it sold for $100 in three minutes, imagine how much it would have sold for if I would have actually listed the price a little bit higher and actually got a little bit more detail with the description. So it wasn't an L because I made $100 off a $6 item, but it could have been, I could have made $300 off a $6 item. And since then, I've basically taken the time to do my research a little bit more but also get more in depth with the descriptions. And then that's also a reason why some of the items haven't sold because some of the pictures in the past for items, some of them literally sucked. Like I took pictures in the beginning. Um, I didn't always have the best camera. And some of those pictures came out grainy, dark looking gray. And I wondered why some stuff sat for months and a couple years. And then when I updated the pictures, boom, it sold like within a couple of days. So Things like that. So then let's talk about shipping. Like, what is the procedure when you got an item, you list it up, somebody's ready to buy it? What do you do from that point? Okay. Um, from there, as soon as my money is in my account, um, like basically once the item is paid for, I ship the item. Let's just say it's a coffee mug. And I don't, people don't need to do it like this. People actually need to do it a better way. But I'm going to say how I do it. And then I'm going to say how people need to do it. Since I've been selling so long, I basically have like a an idea of what shipping is going to be. Um, so majority of my items, I, I don't charge shipping. I basically raise the price a little bit higher so that they can include the shipping. Just like, for example, when it comes to like a basketball or a football jersey, those, those items, I all those items are always free shipping in most cases. So, for example, if I if I if I know the jersey is going to cost me 30, if, if I know that I'm going to make $30 off the jersey, I'm going to list the jersey at $36.99 plus free shipping. So the $30 will be my the money that I'm making. The $6.99 will be the shipping. And I do that for a lot of items except for shoes. Like I've been burnt doing shoes in the past. So I usually charge for shoes. Um, I've been doing this for a while and I realized and I well not realized, but I know that the majority of the shoes sizes six through 12, 
shipping is going to be between $8.99 and $11.99. So I usually just, just go with like that $9.99 or $10 price in most cases, unless it's like a super large. And 90% of the time, that's correct. There have been that one or two times where I've taken a box and ended up having to ship it from Atlanta to Seattle. And that shipping price has jumped from like that $9.99 to $15 or $16. And that happens every once in a while. It doesn't happen as much. If you're somebody that's trying to sell, this dude trying to sell on eBay, get a scale. And I'm at the point where I'm actually about to buy a scale because I want to do a lot better. I want to do a little bit better with shipping because like I'm good with the estimation. But at this point, this, this eBay store is growing. Like I'll probably have three to four hundred items in the store sooner or later. And I can't really lose any money anymore on shipping by by like by, by guessing and stuff like that when it comes to certain items. Because I had a I, I had an item today that I shipped off $17.99 is what I put for shipping. Got to the post office, shipping ended up costing $27. I was like, crap. So I ate into everything. Everything. Because the item I sold the item for nine bucks. Yeah, so I yeah, so it literally ate into everything. But it is what it is. It ha it happens. Like you win and you lose, but by getting the scale when it comes to shipping and like getting that getting it done the correct way, I'll never lose again. Okay. So let's talk about how like obviously again you're selling Jordans or let's or let's talk about a board game. Let's talk about like clue, right? Like you know, there's probably 50 to 100 people on there selling the same game as you, doing the same thing as you. So how do you make sure what you're posting stands out? I know you mentioned the pictures and um, the the SEO and all that sort of stuff. But like, I mean, when it's the exact same product, like how do you make yourself stand out in that regard? My reviews help me out. Like right now I have a 100% review score. Um, I have over 400 and my, my, um, well, my feedback score is over, is 100% right now. I have 419 reviews and slash feedback. So that's one thing that stands out. And when you click on my profile or click on any item, you'll see that I'm a top rated seller. That's, that's two. Three, the fact that I get a lot of sales, um, that means that my searches will be actually higher up. So people will actually see my item first before they will see somebody that may only have 20 items in their eBay store. Only one item that they have listed at the moment. So those are three things. And then number number four is, again, it all goes back to like sharing your items. Like I share on Twitter. Inst I'm not Instagram, but I, I share on Twitter and I share on Pinterest. And all that stuff brings more, more and more traffic to your store and it helps out with the algorithm. Okay. So then uh, you, one of the things you mentioned was you have a high rating. You have a 100% approval rating. So like what do you do to get that? Man, it's crazy. Like I always if, – if somebody has a question – I try to make sure that I answer that question within an hour, <laughs> if possible. Um, I have great communication with sellers. Like if like literally for about a third of my sales, somebody may ask me a question before they buy the item. They may ask for additional pictures. Um, I make sure that I get those pictures. They ask for measurements. I grab the ruler and I take those measurements for the people. I make sure that I ship literally within a day in most cases. Like the only time that I don't ship in a day is if somebody buys something on Friday. Um, I, like even though my post office is open on Saturdays, it's not going to get it's Saturday, not a business day. So it's, it, it'll get shipped out on Monday. And that's it. Like my, my pricing is usually good. Like I get 
like when I look at it, my shipping costs, I got almost five stars for that. So people, people, people are definitely in, enjoying shopping with me. So those are like some things that I continue to do. And I make sure that as soon as I'm rated, I rate the buyer as well. So it's just different things like that. Okay. So let's talk about, I mean, the income portion of this. Like, do you mind sharing like what you make from this side hustle on a good month? Man, a great, a good month would be a thousand dollars. Like literally for right, right now I am at for this month, this has been the best month since December and I'm at like 940. Like the way is, well, that's just with eBay. Um, I've had some pinch, I've had some stuff on Poshmark offer up. So like I'm way, I'm, I'm definitely over a thousand dollars this month, but on eBay, I make between seven hundred to one thousand dollars each month right now, and I will say that the profit out of that on the low end would be about five hundred, on the high end about seven fifty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And this is doing this part time um, because I got a full time job, and I have like other side hustles and other things that I do as well. But if I like if I get a chance to try to take this full time, who knows how much I can make. So have you ever had an instance where, because again, you're cross selling. So have you ever had an instance where something sold on one platform and like maybe you didn't remove the listing or you didn't remove it quick enough and it sold on another platform? And like, if so, how do you deal with that? I had this happen last month. And let me tell you how weird this was. Um, something sold on Bonanza and something sold on Poshmark. Same jersey. Pulled up the, I pulled up the um, sales information on both websites. It was the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was like, what? Dude really wanted that jersey. <laughs> exactly. I was like, this is crazy. Like, it didn't make any sense. So what I did, I looked at which one, where the, I, I actually looked at the one where the money hit first. So with Bonanza is similar to eBay. When you buy the money goes to your PayPal account with Poshmark, it, it's held for a minute until they receive the package. So I just canceled the Poshmark um, transaction and then I got it ready to send off the next day. And in most cases, I it's too, like when it comes to eBay, when it comes like when it comes to certain items, I only have them on two sites where they can be shipped anyway, which is um, jerseys and jerseys and shirts are on Mercari and Poshmark. And board games are just on eBay and Macari. So if I sell something that I know is going to get shipped, I just check the, I just make sure that I check Poshmark and Macari right quick that they're not on there. And then I unlist that item from those sites and I'm good to go. And I haven't had any problems yet. Now the crazy thing is I, I, I forget um, to check offer up, let go and Facebook from time to time. But that's just because in most cases you can't, I can't ship those items to the buyers. So, if somebody wants those items, that item, I can literally just go delete it without having to worry about refunding somebody or something. So I know earlier you mentioned that, you know, you were sitting back a couple months ago and you were looking and you're like, okay, man, I have these items that I've had some for two years. I've had some for seven months. And then you're cross-selling on all these different platforms. So how do you keep yourself organized when you're that busy and that active? I have a Excel spreadsheet with every item on there. And also every item that I've sold within the last two and a half, three years. Literally, it has the date when I received the item, the date that the item sold, how much I paid for it, and how much it sold for. I try to update that that document at least once a month. Back in the day, I used to also put which platform it was on, but I don't really do that anymore just because I know for most part, jerseys, 
shirts. They'll be on eBay, Macari and Poshmark. Mugs, board games and stuff like that. They'll be on eBay, Macari, and then Craigslist, a Facebook marketplace or something like that. So I kind of like have it done like mentally in my mind, like which platform is going to go on and stuff. Okay. Okay. So I want to ask you, I mean, when somebody's starting this out, let's say somebody hears this right now and they want to jump in, what are some mistakes that new people tend to make that you can kind of caution them to, or let them know to be aware about? Let's see new mistakes. The first thing that they can do is not believing in themselves. Um, and what I mean by that is that you'd be, you'd be surprised. Like I have a Facebook group and I've, like I'm also on heavy on Twitter and stuff like that, and people contact me and they oh I I, I get this news once a month. Hey, I just started selling and I put something online and it's been a week and it hasn't sold yet. It's it's only been a week. Relax, like calm down, like literally, and it's only one item. So you have to put more than one item out there. You have to be a little bit patient. You have to promote as well. So don't worry about if it's if it's like. And also, but before all that, too, you also have to make sure it's an item that's in demand because there are some things that people just don't want, like that, like some, like some, like you just have to do your research. And I tell people, make sure that they do their research, but don't give up because it's it's too much money. Like literally, we're in a we're we're going through coronavirus right now, and this has been my best month. People are in the house; they are buying. So I definitely tell people to just do their research when they first start. And then so, so, something else too. That shipping. Pay attention to that. Get that scale. You don't want to. You don't want to buy an item, make a lot of money off of it, and then realize you got to pay like fifteen to twenty dollars to ship it, because that has happened to me a lot. Well, not a lot, but a, but more than I would have liked for it to have. Like it don't happen as much now. But when I first started off selling items, it used to happen all the time, and I don't want that. To, I don't want that to eat into anybody's profits, like having to pay too much money for shipping. Okay. So what are some tools that you could recommend that somebody needs when they get started? Is there anything like special anybody needs or they just pull up and start listing stuff? First tool that you need, need to make sure that you have a um, cell phone that is, make sure that you have a smartphone and download that eBay app. It's a free app and it's going to be something that you're going to use 90% of the time when it comes to selling items on eBay. With that app, you can do all your, you can do all the research right there. You can actually list from your phone if you like to. Like I actually like listing better from my computer, from the laptop. But if you want to, you can list from your phone. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing would be to have either some kind of like background or poster boards because you kind of want it to be. You kind of want like a plain background for your items because it's, it just looks better. Like I have a white. I have some white poster board for my items and. It looks much better than when I first started selling because I went from selling maybe like five to 10 items a month to like 30 to 40. And part of the reason is because like I started taking better pictures and started paying attention to the background and stuff. So that's 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 one thing. And then the third thing would be that scale. Definitely get that scale. So, OK, I'm going to I'm going to pose a hypothetical to you and I'm going to use myself, man, because I got these three Des Bryant jerseys that I've had Ooh. for years, Dallas Cowboys, color rushes. Okay. I probably Ooh. wore these things maybe like five times. They, I mean, they're okay. like in tip top shape. Okay. Give me some advice that I can use to get these things out of my closet and make my wife happy. Believe it or not, I just sold a Des Bryant jersey two weeks ago. 
sold it for $30 on Poshmark. I, I hate to say this, but y'all the Dallas Cowboys. Y'all the America's team, man. <laughs> like, even though y'all ain't won the Super Bowl in like 30 years. Don't do me like America's that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's still America's team, man. The thing is, it's going to always be that Dallas Cowboy mystique. Y'all have fans all over the world. So, and not to mention, man, Des Bryant was a great receiver. And you said colorless jerseys. That's like five pluses right there. So all you literally all you would have to do would be to take those pictures and I would post them on three sites, Poshmark, Macari, and eBay. And I would I would look online, but just automatically thinking those jerseys could sell between thirty and forty dollars. Literally. And all you have to do is just take pictures and put them on there. And I guarantee you, if you put the colorless jersey on eBay tonight, you would have at least two or three watches by the morning. But Jason, man, I, I appreciate you coming on, man, and giving us the game on reselling with eBay and all these other platforms that you're using. But I do want to give you the opportunity right now to share where people can find you if they want to follow along and anything you have to offer, like courses or books or anything like that. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, y'all can find me. Um, well, First off, y'all, my website is mymoneychronicles.com. You can find me on Instagram at mymoneychronicles. Twitter at money underscore chronicle, Pinterest at my money chronicles, and then I also have a Facebook group called My Money Chronicles, the Inner Circle. Um, it's free to join, and literally we talk about eBay side hustles every day in there, and it's pretty cool. Um, I, ha- I do have an e- I do have a free challenge called the five the free five day thrifting challenge. I teach people how to go to thrift stores, how to find items, and how to make money. If you're ready to take it to the next level, I also have a course how to make money in your spare time with eBay. And I go into detail, a lot of detail about the course. It features PDFs, videos, and a lot of good information. Awesome. Well, hey, I'm going to be sure to link to that in the show notes, which you guys can find at winningtowealth.com slash episode 25. But Jason, hey, thank you so much for sharing your best tips on just getting started as an online reseller. And if you teammates out there enjoyed this episode with Jason, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're hearing this and give us a five star review. As I mentioned earlier, this is a part of the series. So we've got three more side hustlers to go now. As always, if you want to connect with me, you can find me and the rest of the teammates in the Winning to Wealth community over at winningtowealth.com slash teammates. This community is the place where you can just swing by and talk all things personal finance. And again, that's over at winningtowealth.com slash teammates. But hey, thanks for listening to another episode of the Winning to Wealth podcast. Until we talk again, keep racking up those wins one at a time. We'll talk soon. You've wrapped up another episode of the Winning to Wealth podcast. To learn more about how you can start making winning money decisions, head over to winningtowealth.com.